Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami. I'm a 57-year-old sports fan who always said, since I never played sports professionally, then let's talk about it. I am born and raised in New York City. I played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and early 80s, such as the legendary home call Rucker Tournament, Millbank, Stone Gym and Riverside Church, LaGuardia House, and my all-time favorite, Each One Teach One. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. So welcome once again. I want to continue to thank the people who has liked and subscribed to my podcast so far. And if this is your first time viewing it, please do the same. So before we get into today's topic, I got something I need to talk about real quick. And that is, I got a serious problem with preseason NFL football games. Think about what I just said. I got a serious problem with preseason NFL football games. I got a question, sports fans. Should the National Football League take out tackling in preseason games? I'm going to repeat that. Should the National Football League take out tackling in preseason games? Now, I only ask this question because too many stars, too many rookies for decades continue to get hurt in preseason games, from the owners down to us, the fans, we get cheated year after year. Why? Because our beloved team is not fully loaded with the starting lineup. You guys who know NFL football, football in general, if you don't have your starting lineup in the first game of a regular season, before you know it, you three and six before the rest of the crew comes. Now, nothing to disrespect the second and the third unit, but they're not the first unit. The first unit is who you bank on, bringing you to the playoffs. The second unit and the third unit is just supposed to assist in that. They're not supposed to be starting the season. That's my pet peeve that I have each year. And that's the reason why I don't even look at preseason football. Because every time I glance at a game for just for one quarter, a star, either the offensive lineman, or is the defensive lineman, or is a running back, or a starting receiver, he getting hurt out eight weeks. It's only 17 weeks in the football season. They coming back, some of them coming back week eight, week nine, week ten. It's already too late. They're in the gutter. That's why the records are the way they are towards the end of the season with teams getting into the playoffs with a losing record but still getting in. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But listen, this is for another show because I could go left on this. Trust me, there will be another show. So I want to move on to today's topic. Today's topic is chasing a chip.
I'm going to repeat that. Chasing a chip. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, chasing a chip, what is Tommy Ami talking about? Chasing that championship ring is what I'm talking about. Chasing that championship ring is what I'm talking about. Over decades, you have some athletes, and, 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 and this is in between football, basketball, baseball, sometimes it doesn't matter the sport, as long as it's a team sport, they chase it. And sometimes, I mean, with a mission to the point where there's just no, 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 no coolness about it. There's just no coolness about it. Now, we as fans, we witness some super teams did very well when they got together. And then we also witnessed chemistry for some super teams that was, man, they, they, they looked so horrible from, from, from game one to, 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 to the end of the season. So it's not all about sometimes that super team is going to make it happen. But I want to talk about it. So as always, I like to mention that there are several lists circulating regarding this topic. I'm not going to name the sports outlets for each league. The list of these chip chasers is not to disrespect any of the players, but to show you why they put themselves in this category. Number one on the list, again, this ain't for me, <laughs> Sir Charles, Charles Barkley. You know who he is. 16 years with the NBA. Started chasing that chip on his 12th year. It didn't go well for him with the Houston Rockets. You got to remember, for those who can't remember, Olajuwon, the Dream, and Clyde the Glide Drexler, they already had got their chips by the time Barkley hooked up with them. They were on their way out. It was just bad timing for Charles. Listen, I look at TNT, halftime show like everybody else, and when Shaq and Kenny put it on him that he ain't got a ring, it's nothing this man can really say. He chased, but no cigar. Moving on to number two on the list, it's the mailman. He always delivered, Mr. Carl Malone. He delivered 19 years. Started chasing that chip on his last year with my beloved Lakers. Almost, but no cigar. Almost, but no cigar. Moving on to number three on the list. I'm heading down to baseball. They call him Mr. May. Dave Winfield. Mr. Dave Winfield, listen, he played 22 years, started chasing that chip when he was 40 years old. I want you all to think about that. He started chasing the chip when he was 40 years old. Went over to the Toronto Blue Jays. It was a successful one. He got his chip. I think everyone was happy for him. I mean, it didn't matter who your team was. Everybody was happy that he finally got a chip. Number four on the list, 
staying with baseball. They call him the polar bear. Mr. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, 24 years. Chased that chip when he was 38 years old with the Phillies. But check this out for those who don't know. He already had got two. He wanted another one before he called it quits. And he hooked up with the Philadelphia Phillies. And yes, as he states, and this is his quote, I thought the team sitting on the power keg was the Phillies. He already knew when he, when he hooked up with Phillies that they were going to be the team to win it all. And he was right. Mr. Brett Farr, the gunslinger, played 20 years. Chased that chip because he only played, excuse me, chased that chip because he only played with the Packers for 15 years. He got one, but he wanted one more. So he ran over to Minnesota Vikings thinking they was going to do it. They look good, but no cigar. No cigar in 2009. Almost, but no cigar. Number six and last on the list, I'm still sticking with NFL. They call them the freak. You know who he is. Bad man on that receiving, Mr. Randy Moss. Got to call him Mr. Randy Moss. He played 14 years, chased that chip with the Patriots and the 49ers. Almost twice, but no cigar. Made it on the legends list. Listen, but no cigar. So I got two questions for this topic. My first question is, do you think chasing a chip hurts the sport? I'm going to repeat that. Do you think chasing a chip hurts the sport? Please explain that in my comment section. I would love to hear your, your comments so I can read your responses in my next show. But I'm going to give you my opinion on number one right now. And the answer is yes. <laughs> it definitely hurts the sport. And I got four reasons why. Reason number one is this. The competition is uneven. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. It doesn't matter the sport, baseball, football, basketball. I'm just going to use those three for an example. If you got a super team, if you got three super teams in the same division, in the same conference, what do you think is going to happen with the rest of the teams that's in that conference? I mean, it's coming down to those three at the end. I mean, it's it's just it's just it'll get to the point where if there's a game between the other two teams, two teams that don't have a super team, it gets to the point where you don't even want to watch them. It hurts the sport. It's uneven. Okay. I mean, it, you know, I could go on and on with that uneven. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers from the early 80s. Now, no one chased, but everybody knew when the season began who was going to wind up in the NBA Finals because both teams were loaded, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. 
you knew who was meeting in the finals. And it happened three times, if I'm not mistaken. Until Jordan had something to say and Isaiah and them had something to say. But when a, a division or a conference is uneven because you got star players all on the same team, it hurts. It just hurts. It just, it just makes the game look ugly. My second point is this. Players demand is out of control right now. You know what I'm saying? And not just right now. I'm talking about back from Barkley days, Pete Rogue days. When these cats start demanding because they chasing the chip, because they feel they ain't going to get it with the teammates they got, with the ownership they got with them right at that point. Listen, the demand gets kind of crazy. Okay? I mean, it gets kind of crazy. And I don't want to get into that because that's for another show. My third point for question one is players' longevity to one team is out of the window. And what I mean by this is this. I think we got three players right now on the Golden State Warriors, which is Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green. I think those three stars will be the last three stars we see on any professional team that started with that team and is going to end their career with that team. Everybody else is bouncing. I mean, yeah, I mean, you tell me in my comments if I'm if I'm wrong. I mean, we know Derek Jeter stayed with the Yankees 20 years straight. Kobe, God bless his soul, 20 years straight. But man, listen, even even the GOAT, Tom Brady, he bounced. I mean, he's with the he, you know, come on. So I think those three will be our last. My fourth reason to question number one is star players are spoiled, and they've been spoiled for decades, but they are worse now. I mean, they just, I mean, spoiled. Damn, they spoiled. Question number two, because <laughs> I could go on and on with number one. Question number two is, do you think the reputation stays the same or decreases when an athlete chases? I'm going to read question number two again. Do you think the reputation stays the same or decreases when an athlete chases? Please, again, put your comments in the comment section. And then I'm going to read some. And I'm going to read yours, hopefully, on my next show. But I'm going to give you my opinion on number two right now. For me, it's a yes and no. And I'm going to tell you why. Dave Winfield, I'm going to use him as an example. 40 years old when he chased. Think about that. He was 40 years old. He'd been through walls, like I said earlier. Dave, listen, his reputation to this, at this moment for him chasing since he made it on that list has not been tarnished. Because everyone understood, and and, and 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 the way he did it, he did it cool. He ain't do it. He ain't do it ugly. So his reputation is good. His reputation is good to this day, and that's the reason why you saw him on the Derek Jeter's um, documentary with the series. You know what I'm saying? Because Jeter speaks highly of this man. He's one of the reasons why Jeter had the career he had. But listen, you. 
got to understand why a player chases. Now I'm going to use another player, and that's Kevin Durant. Now, we already know, and I'm going to tell you my opinion. He should have never left OKC the way he left OKC. He should have hung out. Him and Westbrook should have worked it out. Everybody should have worked it out. They were right there against the Warriors, right there. He was supposed to come back, try it again with going to that Western Conference Finals and go at it with the Warriors. That's what Jordan did. I mean, that's what Jordan did. You don't, you don't do the old saying, if I can't beat him, I might as well join him. And that's what he did. And that's why his street credibility, along with the media, is, 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 is rock bottom. Right now, he's trying to get out of a max deal that he just signed. So he has no loyalty. I mean, his, his reputation is, is horrible. It's just horrible. But listen, I could go on and on with that. So I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me in my basement. Please continue to like and subscribe to my podcast. I appreciate you guys so much. As I always say, sports is what keeps this world from going insane, either in a pandemic or no pandemic. Until next time, take care.